What's up, bitch? I'm just reporting live from Nolita. You like Nolita? <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite neighborhood. I love to hit some of those shops over there. Yeah, there's Noah over here. Um, Butcher's daughter. It's all all you need. No, it's a it's a it's a rainy day in New York, but honestly, I'm kind of loving it. I've had a I've had a fairly productive day. Oh. Went to see trainer Mike Bell this morning, but then had a lovely lovely Bowery Hotel breakfast with friend of the show Pia. Bowery breakfast. So we were at the Bowery twice. Oh yeah, last night, Jason. Why don't you tell the people what we did since we were on the the New York media elite party? Yeah, circuit. we went to New York Fashion Week's hottest party, the Gawker cocktail mixer. <laughs> it was nice. No, it was. I mean, it was very nice. I got I got no beef. I got no I got no shit to talk, no tea to spill. It was just a nice collection of people who write on the internet, I guess. And then um sliders. Apparently, yeah, there were some sliders and they they did an interesting thing where they packaged like four fries together in like a cone. It's like less fries than I would grab with my hand though. It's a confusing <laughs> it was a confusing amount amount of Otherwise fries, you would have been say. munching it up probably if the if the fry denominations weren't off for you. They were truffle fries, unfortunately. <sighs> so yeah, it's not really tough. doing much. For the me. Waldorf the Waldorf had a lot of issues. That's a total teardown in terms of real estate lingo. We, yeah, we saw no good uh, friend of the show Rachel Tashin was in the building. Mm-hmm. Editor, new editor in chief of Gawker, Leah Finnegan was in the building. Findog. Um Apparently, we missed, we missed hashtag girl boss Audrey Gelman. Gelberger was in the building, and we missed it. Gelberger was there, and we could have. I think we could have approached her and asked her to come on this podcast to redeem herself if it was in real life. Do you think that her team? would allow that well i tried to email her at, at audrey gelberg at yahoo.com <laughs> and I, I got a bounce back and then the, the audrey gelman at the wing.com also bounced so i don't know that was a bounce yeah it was a bounce i i think that could be a payment issue it could, i don't know it could be, yeah, the domain take lapsed. it up with billing i i wish i had the answers for you right now <laughs> <laughs> i don't think her team would let her do it but sometimes if the talent you know, if it's talent to talent conversation, uh, Jason, sometimes the result the results can be okay, different. Okay, so she her talent is creating female empowered workspaces, and then how does that coincide with your talent? Well, or is it just talent in general? Game recognized game, you could smell it in the room like a nice mutt, like a DS and Durga. Yeah, I think it's game recognized game. I mean, if I showed her a picture of my apartment and the fact that it's all pink i think that would have helped um mm-hmm. but but I, I i i didn't have that on me and unfortunately the beverly hills hotel uh palm wallpaper is back ordered so i kind of couldn't finish the powder room. good good luck in your hands on that and she's like wow i have the same copper fixtures in my guest bath you know <laughs> you know all that kind of stuff my synergy four-story brown four-story brown my four-story brownstone in bedsty also has a lot of copper fixtures so that's cool that you guys have that but we didn't get to link with with audrey gelman but one day she'll come on the program mm-hmm. had a couple of martinis straight off the plane it was nice got got a classic nyc style beard lineup from my man elvin at tuft we were listening to mf doom jason was spitting bars while unfortunately the clippings were going into his mouth but he was it was worth it was i worth brought it. A, the, an old tape of a bunch of old mad lib instrumentals and we had a cypher and <laughs> did you did you wear your mf doom style mask for the trim or did you have to take it off no no i had my mf doom <laughs> It was, what is it called? Like the little apron smock that they put on you so to cover your clothing. It was a doom. It was a doom smock. Yes, yes, yes. And I, of course, the MF Doom pomade was in the hair. I was shocked at how good you looked, <laughs> to, to be honest. I, I was, 
Guys, obviously I was concerned about Jason's appearance as we have a tour coming up and I wanted to look his best and he'd been in Italy kind of living his best life, which means, mm-hmm. you know, various substances ver- of, of, of legal and illegal variety. It'll take its tone on your skin, on your skin tone, your waistline, you know, your, your wrinkle situation, you know, a lot of salt water will get around the kind of the beard and mustache area, giving you a barnacle-like exactly, yeah. demeanor. It's not. Some people can pull it off. I sure can't. But I looked all right. All, all you need is a beard trim because it's confidence, you know? Yeah. No, luckily for me and for the listeners, you looked you look great. You look refreshed. Um, you were wearing a cool outfit. I was presentable enough to hang out with, with your New York City media friends, and you weren't too embarrassed. Unfortunately, Jason, when someone of your stature walks into the room, and by stature, I mean height only, uh, only. you know, they know who you are. And they know that I that you're attached to me, so I couldn't even I couldn't even like unclaim you if I wanted to. Okay, so you found a way to make this about you. Very nice. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, I am excited to be back uh, back in in New York. I guess. I mean, stateside. Yeah, I was talking. I had lunch with uh, with Yeo and, and Cho before this, and talking about how like once you once you are on the road for long enough, you just kind of get into that road mode, and you know, some of the some of your normal cares and worries go by the wayside, and because it just literally like taking time to kind of beat it out of your system. And now I'm just I, I have no home. You know, I'm a gypsy like vagabond is the energy that I have now. I don't know where my next meal's coming from. I do. It's a it's a, my furn- it's a de- making my own clothes. <laughs> it's a deli in Nolita. Uh, <laughs> let me get a uh, turkey and and mayo on a hoagie. Mm-hmm. Um, no chipotle mayo. Did you? Where did you guys have lunch? Did you guys go to Popeyes or? We were talking about it. We went to a place called Golden Diner. Oh yeah, it yeah, was, yeah. It was it was fine. It was serviceable. Whatever. Classic, classic, Jason. It was mediocre. The Mexican restaurant we went to last night that was a white chick restaurant was better, wasn't it? No, hell no, 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 no. No, Golden Diner is much better than was it Rosie's? Rosie's was pretty bad. Where is Gold? Where is Golden Diner? Is it in Chinatown? But it's like fake new shit. It's like new shit. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. It's new. It's it's uh it's not your grandmother's take on the deli. It has some you know go. Of course. Well, wings. because because the because the east coast loves to do you know uh diner stuff because we just love to sit in a shitty overly lit room and have a burger and fries not diner talk again with a korean twist had a tuna melt you know kept it decently light they fucked up some stuff and they gave us a coffee cake but the coffee cake was made out of matcha instead of coffee and you're just like come on i I work too hard for this shit jason's disgusted jason's ready to get back to glendale and have some fresh produce that he procures himself from the whole foods burbank and get back to how life is meant to be yo literally when we 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 got into the city uber to the hotel dropped the bags and then walked straight to the no leash and sweet green because that was the first time that we had had, you know, vegetables, a salad, kale, whatever, in what seemed like months. You got to check out Sweet Green. They have a hot honey. They have hot honey now? They have hot honey. You could probably get it on a sweet potato, not just the chicken, Chris. Do you think that will prevent me from contracting the COVID-19 virus? The the heat part, yeah. The heat will kill COVID. Okay. The honey actually That's what I- feeds the COVID, so it's kind of a, it's a <laughs> yeah, net so neutral. It's, they it's kind of... A- cancel each other out <laughs> it'll just it'll kind of leave you with nothing never you pour I mean? honey on covid it, they they eat it up okay so i will i'm not i was planning to stop this podcast right now so i could run up to my rooftop uh mm-hmm. beekeeping kind of operation i have man uh, if you pivoted to I, rooftop beekeeping in the city <laughs> that would like if there was a, a vegas off off 
off track bet for that one. <laughs> you know, that's you're 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 in Steve Jobs money. One day I'll be able to do something cool like that, but for now I'll continue doing my little little work for brands and this little podcast. But I, I, I um, so doing your little work for brands and shit. I was I yeah I, I I didn't I haven't heard a review of the Throwing Fits live show yet. I don't know if you have. I haven't heard any reviews of when you appeared on the pod. I don't know. I, it looks like friend of the show Adam Pally was was making a live performance. I mean, yeah, I'm glad they got a real actor to help out. That's smart. I, we should think about doing something like that. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I I, there, I loved going on the podcast. It was very fun. And then I, I went into the Discord against my own judgment, and it was actually totally fine. <laughs> I like that. I couldn't get you to do it, but throwing fits can. Well, they asked me. They asked me on the spot while yeah. we were recording, and I I felt like it would You're be talking about gotcha style journalism. Journalism. Ex- yeah, exactly. I was trying to be a good sport and agreed to it, and then I went in there, and it's just you know guys asking you about workouts and loafers and stuff Mm -hmm. so you know i could do that for an hour that's no problem for me okay that's good i mean obviously you're not going to become a discord junkie but you're saying that you 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 tried it out worst things in the world have happened to you yeah 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 i tried it out it was fine and i it it, it's like i don't need to do it again but it wasn't it wasn't bad either you know what i mean you're not going to start forming your own discord uh no i'm no i'm not no i'm not i just i don't like the way it looks because it feels like an old video game or something yeah so you don't you're you don't like using like the dark night mode display type of thing ever for apps. yeah yeah actually no i don't i don't use night mode on anything i don't really understand you prefer the white like what's the point to save your the black save your eyes chill bro no no no. do not do that yeah to save your eyes of course that's what it is but some people just like the aesthetic look of the, the triple black you know but yeah for the for the eyes once it's nighttime out mm-hmm. you know you just reverse the black background instead of white background and it, it goes a little bit easier on those peepers you know especially if you've got an important lasik coming up well luckily i'm trying to damage my eyes as much as possible before the lasik because that's going to fix it i don't so know I'm if that's how it works sun as much as possible oh it's <laughs> i keep looking at the sun for hours every day and it does hurt so you you're like lost Logic is like if if you if you go in and they look at your eyes under the microscope they'll they'll and you really fuck those things up by staring at the sun and all kind you know chemicals and bleaches and stuff like that they're gonna have more yeah more saddle to hold on to that bucking bronco of a laser as it you know cuts your eye op- open I, I just want to get my money's worth you know what I mean if if these things are too easy to fix right. what's the thirty two hundred for bro don't call the cleaning lady until she got something to clean up. We need to, we you know, exactly. someone do a vomit vomit situation, something like that. I got to make a mess, TJ. You know that about me. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with it. It's all about the satisfaction of a job well done. Well, um, <laughs> I'm I'm satisfied to do a job, a pod well done with, with our great special guest today. It's exciting. I feel like we haven't had a guest on in a while just because of our, our holiday schedule. Yeah, but you you know Ruben Nielsen as the, the genius uh, New Zealander behind the band Unknown Mortal Orchestra. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got they have a new I mean, put out a lot of records actually, but they have a they have a new single that just dropped called Weekend Run. And interestingly enough, Jason, it is on our mm-hmm. record label, uh, Jag Jaguar. So technically we are, this is a label mate we're talking to. Peer to peer. You think he'll let us borrow a few synths for our show? <laughs> uh, yeah, our our snare took a shit on us. <laughs> I'll go easy on her, I promise. My th- I, t- I have a tear in my throat. And the Ampeg, it was just too big. Like, we're... It won't fit. You know, I got to say, Ruben doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's going to be down 
down to lend us some of his gear in the 11th hour. I think he might be a little protective of his of his equipment. I think he lives in Portland now, actually, which is an interesting relocation because I feel like that is a, a big weather shift from the beautiful shores of Auckland. It is a, it is a big weather shift from, from Auckland, I'm assuming. Um, you know, I've been to Portland more than New Zealand. But, you know, it could be a Waves-style situation where he's retreated to, to Portland to live, a, you know, a modest lifestyle while his... You know his hot chicken and and beer uh, investments. You know cash in, and then from there, I'm assuming. You know I'll, I'll let Ruben answer for himself, but I don't know. I mean, Holmby Hills. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, Laguna. Where do you, I don't know where he's going to head to? Kauai. Yeah. Well, no, I think he actually he's he's part Hawaiian, so it's very possible that he's getting. Yeah, he's got a little Maori. He's got a little Hawaiian in him. He's he's from, he's an island man, and I'm excited to chat with him. Let's go, bro. What's up, Ruben? Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to How Long Gone. How how the hell are you feeling today? Um, I'm feeling all right. It's yeah. You know, I'm feeling as good as you I sound jazz. Uh, okay, <laughs> I'm from New Zealand. So, what do you mean as good as you can feel these days? America is thriving, bro. There's yeah, no everything's everything's rocking. The government rules. There's no viruses or anything. <laughs> Shit is killing, man. I don't know what you mean. Yeah, killing is not the word I would use. And if you don't like it here, you can just run somewhere else you can go somewhere else where it, where it rules <laughs> that's a, that's a great point and thank you for saying that because i say that a lot and people kind of get mad at me for it but since you're mm-hmm. not from here it's like totally fine for you to say that <laughs> so ruben you're saying if you don't like it here you can just go back to where you came from Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah kind of but i mean because i've been um because new zealand is doing cool. is has had the virus kind of yeah figured out you know better than some other places and so a lot of my friends and family are just like come home three people got it over there right? yeah it's it's it is like really funny two of them were sheep yeah and because and they have no perspective over there because it's a tiny island and and in a lot of ways the the thing that is bad about new zealand is if is you have no perspective on how awesome life is <laughs> so i'll have friends talk to me i, I like i play Warzone with friends from high school you said Warzone like call call of duty call of duty yeah like just as a way of keeping in touch with buddies and stuff yeah that's look look you can you you can tell that to your wife you don't have to say it to us don't worry <laughs> yeah yeah you don't have to you don't have to lie to us bro it's yeah cool. we're it's we're at, we're gamer allies bro it's all good yeah yeah oh it's i gotta de-stress babe it's, it's the only way i can talk to steve and devin <laughs> yeah exactly are you saying that you're are you saying that you're a triple og gamer and all these new heads are stealing your valor no no i'm just saying no i'm the valor stealing guy because i i toured for eight years so i I didn't. I missed like whole generations of of video games, and you're too busy getting getting high and touching titties. I, kind I of, get it. Yeah, and then um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, but I would also <laughs> I'd be like getting high and touching a titty, and then I would see on my phone that there was a a new um, Assassin's Creed out, and I'd be like, oh, I wonder what that's like. Look at the graphics; it looks so real. <laughs> The duality of man is revealed. Yeah. Truly, the duality of man. So, you, so you're saying you would use it? You would talk to you like you would play Call of Duty with your friends back home, and they'd just be like, "Yeah, just come over. It's all chill here." Like, what are you? Why are you doing over there in America? Well, no, because like, the, the thing that is weird about New Zealand is, um, is they'll be panicking and they'll be like, "Dude, there's like there's been like forty deaths," and I was <laughs> right, like, right, right. "Okay, well, <laughs> you're like per minute or what?" 
Yeah, it's like I'm in Palm Springs right now, and and I, you know whatever, and I and then I would look it up, and it's like okay, I'm looking. Okay, we got 900 deaths today <laughs> in this neighborhood, like in this town. So I don't know, you know, like the perspective is all weird because it's like, dude, what if it gets up to 50 deaths? <laughs> and it's like, oh, I don't, uh, yeah, it's really strange. So, so that's the New Zealand perspective, and they haven't been doing lockdown. They're in lockdown now because yeah three people got it or whatever and the whole country locked down and i just still i don't know it just it doesn't i, I still want to stay here for some reason i don't know are you legally allowed to go back home uh it's hard to get home anyway but before i'm not willing to go through the uh rigmarole is that the right word rigmarole rigmarole yeah, that's the perfect yeah. word i didn't know if i didn't know if jag jaguar would let you use the the jet because they let us use that sometimes, but I guess maybe. But you still have to do the 14 day quarantine, Chris. It's just. Oh, even if you fly private. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. No, I don't do that. I don't do that. <laughs> do you do you own any property in the motherland? Um, I, <laughs> I actually just got something. Yeah. Oh, you copped up some farmland. But it's um, it's my it's it's a it's I'm doing like a Jeff Bezos thing. <laughs> it's like I'm going to build a bunker <laughs> there and not or something. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. I think I'm just like freaking out and thinking like well if if it does get bad or something then i it'd be really dumb if i didn't have anything so yeah if you didn't have an underground bunker you play enough war zone you know your head starts going to places i'm gonna build a house there because my brother is a builder and he um so like i was just thinking like i don't know maybe he could live in it or We've interviewed a lot of musicians over the last year and you know a lot of a lot of people in your same position are doing similar things, you know, doing some wild investments. Just bored. You just bored him, you know. You're bored and your and your your income that used to be a lot of money is now zero for a while, so like that'll make you start doing some weird shit too probably. Well, I don't I don't know. It's weird because in some ways it's been better for me financially even though i'm like going insane <laughs> touring is expensive yeah touring. it's expensive and it uses up all your time like do, um i was only able to really start doing things like features and stuff because i was off the road you know this so the you kind of it opens up opportunities too to to think about stuff and educate yourself about stuff i don't know mm-hmm. hopefully your managers have told you to cut back and maybe that second bus isn't necessary we don't we don't we have one bus we're, we're very we're we're a very tight <laughs> ship we we've always been really um we've kept our shit tight basically mm-hmm. financially and i don't know I, but um but now that we're off the road we don't have to worry about you know like building a lighting rig or any of that stuff <laughs> the problem yeah, is like yeah, your crew yeah, yeah. doesn't get to work and 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 stuff, but we were we were supposed to be off the road anyway, so mm-hmm. um, we wouldn't have been on tour through this time anyway. So we we were we were just lucky in that respect. But um, people always um, talk about Spotify being bad, but Spotify's just saved my whole shit. Like <laughs> my whole, my family, you made money from Spotify this year. Yeah, I mean, I always have, and I I don't know what I I can't quite I haven't quite figured out. I don't know what everybody else is uh, complaining. <laughs> they just about. need to get their fucking numbers up. That's kind of what it seems like. I grew up in the punk scene, and when Napster first started, that's how old I am. Mm-hmm. But it's like I my entire music career up till recently was through the pirating era, and I I never made any money off of recordings ever. Mm-hmm. And now instead of pirating taking all of your money you get something so i wasn't around in the 90s when probably people made a lot of money from selling records but i don't know it's not amazing money but it's 
it's better than zero. It's 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 amazing for me because I grew up with nothing. My parents don't have anything. Like yeah, I feel flush. So I I, I just like Wonderful. I just don't hate um, Spotify. That's all. I just think like I don't understand why. Welcome home, compadre. <laughs> yeah, we're we're big. We're members of the Spotify community as well. Ruben, <laughs> so we understand the love. The love. Shout out to Daniel Eck and all the homies over there at Spotify. But no, I think that I agree with you because I know a lot of musicians guys that you've never heard of that are making $40,000 a month on Spotify and won't sign a record deal because they're like, why would I Yeah, like this is, I, I'm making so much money from Spotify, yeah. but then everybody loves to shit on it. And it's just confusing. I, I don't understand like what, what I guess it's different for everyone. In this day and age, the thing about the music industry is that every single person has a completely different thing going on. And so you never know really what's going on. And, and, I think we've just been like trying to find a sweet spot where it's like I'm like not famous but making a good living and <laughs> yes <laughs> and making music and making whatever music that I want to and then yeah, this guy got it for you hacked the system bro you're making all this cool music on old gear you bought land online I mean this mm-hmm. is I've, I'm jealous I mean that's what what did I come here for you yeah. know it is America. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, I, I like what you're saying about like you know not being too big, but big enough. Like at a certain point, you know, with the major label advances being paid back, and you know the lawyers and the blah blah blah, all the that rigmarole. You know, it's not <laughs> you, double you just seeing all this now at this point. <laughs> you just see all that money going down the shitter, and, and that's tough. And it's and you have to do a bunch of shit that you don't want to do. Yeah, I don't. I don't throw very much money down the shitter at all that's for sure yeah you live in portland for god's sakes yeah and portland's portland's a a nice spot to be has been a nice spot to be just in general for making music and touring and stuff like that but it's, it's pretty crazy at the moment i went downtown uh yesterday and everything's uh, there's still like boards on everything and the, it's pretty oh really yeah it's pretty well that up. antifa you know the antifa the antifa stuff there is pretty serious you know there's a yeah, lot of it antifa, seems to be you know, i never so see it careful. you know like it's all sunny and <laughs> and stuff like that, and then people are like, "Proud Boys are sh- like you know letting shots off in this neighborhood," and it's just like, "What? How come I didn't hear that gunshot?" And I always think like, "I don't know, it, it's like an op or something. They're, they're not real. Antifa oh, and the Proud Boys aren't real. You got to stay off mm-hmm. that Citizen app. <laughs> I know you're a big Citizen app guy, so you got to watch that. It'll it'll brainwash you. A little. <laughs> I, you know, you got to be careful. Take it with yeah. a grain of sand, my friend. Yeah." Yeah, exactly. Have you been going a little little quarantine cuckoo over there? We we doing any? We I don't know what the gun laws are in Portland. Are you strapped up? What's going on? Are you buying? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I always toilet paper by because, the pallet. And back to the Call of Duty thing. Like I I my mm-hmm. a buddy of mine was going through a really hard time in his life, and so I was like, what if I just what if I just got him a PlayStation, and then I got a PlayStation. We could do that like play gaming online thing that all the kids are doing and so i was like figuring that out and then and then we we got set up and now we play pretty regularly and they're just like how do you not have a gun because he has a gun (laughs) in new zealand um and you said it's hard to i didn't know you can have them i thought gun laws were rough in new zealand i assume they were very maybe more in australia It's, it's hard to it's hard to get a gun no, it's it's. I think it's harder to get a gun in New Zealand, but he has oh, one. Oh wow! Okay. So it's um. He uses the set, the same gun he owns. He uses it in the game. <laughs> oh shit! Because he knows how to use it. <laughs> we, 
Look, and then he, he said he was going through a tough Ellen. time a little while ago. We might want to keep an eye on this friend, okay? Just exactly. in case. Yeah, bro. You know what I mean? I, I don't make me call the local, the local New Zealand Can you see the way that my mind works now? <laughs> keep the, the homies, um, it's also new. you know, under under observation. Keep the, keep the Unabombers, or your, your enemies closer, your Unabombers closer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more, I was more worried he was going to be like, hmm. I don't, I don't want to, what's that thing, you know, that, that show that came out and the guy with the um, old man mask and he says, I don't want to be here, be around anymore or whatever. Have you seen that? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't want to be around anymore. <laughs> why did you, why did you relocate to Portland though? From New, New Zealand? You got, you got hired at Nike, creative director? Yeah, no, I, d- I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know anything about Portland. Um, I was in a punk band with my brother and some friends in New Zealand and we went on a tour of the states yeah um it was like uh you know people's basements and that was what we were doing in new zealand and australia and then uh we got booked uh in the states and it ended in portland and i have an uncle here and um so at the end of the tour we're like oh it's cool we'll we'll go and visit family there and then we came to portland and at, at that time it was like heaven to us we were just like what is going on in this place it was just like everywhere you went the music was good and mm-hmm. Um, everybody was, you know, young and tatted up and stuff like tatted that. Up. And it was, yeah, it was just that kind of like place. Plenty of places to park your fixed gear. Yeah, it was like. The coffee was strong. The cocaine was stronger. Exactly. And it was like that kind of um, pre, it was the pre-Portlandia era, which I think was um, um, better. I think when Portlandia, yeah. Portlandia's got a lot to answer for in this town, really, I think. Because it was like <laughs> all of the stuff that was going on that you would joke about suddenly became like the main mm-hmm. you know the main reputation for this place and then just things started getting like too wacky and then i didn't enjoy going out anymore but i but when i first came here i was like this is heaven i'm gonna move here that was where the unknown more orchestra thing started and how i met jake who's the bass player in the band and yeah so i don't know it's family first it was family and then meeting my uncle and then because uh, i didn't really know him and he'd been in prison for he went to prison for 10 years Shit. for what did he do it was something serious like something to do with drugs in <laughs> miami okay oh okay kind of oh cool okay so it's i didn't know if it was like some boring like white collar shit but this sounds pretty oh no but, but my family continue. yeah my family aren't like that you guys know how to do crime well we don't have know how to do it properly obviously because it would be better <laughs> to be a white collar criminal <laughs> but um okay <laughs> We digress, <laughs> but yeah, it's you would very, think. Like, yeah, my, my, yeah, I don't come from money. If it is that is what I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, he uh, and he was here, and he kind of like went off. He kind of dropped off the map the whole time he was in prison. So it was really cool to see him, and and he's really fun, and he's a actually really funny, fun guy. And then I was just kind of like, oh man, he was kind of he's kind of legendary in my family. Yeah. Sure, um, Uncle Duke, and so it was kind of like we hung out with him, and it was just nice because he's from Hawaii, and it was cool to to reconnect with that you know side of the family mm. and stuff. And so I just yeah, kind of sure. came here because I thought like, well, it's a cool town, and my uncle lives here, and and my cousins and stuff. So yeah, and I ended up here, and I thought like I'll I'll move there for a couple of years, and now it's like uh, 11, 12 years or something. And also Portland, very close to Hawaii. Uh, yeah, and there th- there's a Hawaiian connection. Uh, you know, I keep thinking about going to Hawaii and my dad, who spent a lot of time there, because he's from New Zealand, but um, he spent a lot of time there, was saying he didn't think that I would necessarily take to it well because of the rock fever. 
thing. Rock fever. This thing he calls rock fever. I don't know if that's what everybody calls it, but it's like feeling claustrophobic that you're stuck on a rock, you know, oh. like oh. on the island and you want to, and you're just like, you I thought it was going to be like a Jack Black kind of thing where you just, when you're jamming or something rock like that. Fever. Yeah. I've been to Hawaii uh, a few times and the rock fever is a real oh, thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess I can, I can kind of imagine it like the insanity gets into you. I, I think it's a little bit similar to New Zealand. New Zealand's like that too. It's like, Oh, sure. Sure. You know, it's like a, a friend of mine was, was taking a walk around this place my dad used to live in there was he was just like oh look it's god and it was like the light coming through the clouds and mm-hmm. onto the water and mountains and stuff and i was just like god damn it like i that's i just grew up around that right and i don't I, it's like i didn't even notice it but now i look at like photos of it on my phone i think god damn it looks like that they ain't got that but in it drives you nuts because you're just kind of like I don't know. It drives me nuts. Freaky as hell. Yeah, I mean, the the island, the rock fever, I don't get as much as, like, the flying over, like, in the, you know, like, going to another continent, like, flying in the middle of the ocean to where if something were to happen, you're just, like, just hours and hours and hours away from civilization, you know, just in the middle of the ocean. That, having to swim, swim. <laughs> having to swim thousands of miles, yeah. Jason, That gets yeah, to me. Jason's not a strong swimmer. I'm not. not despite swimmer. my lengthy, I'd be fine. My, despite my swimmer's body. Well, what, um... <laughs> what 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 kind of bands were your influences for the mint chicks punk punk wise what were you guys trying to sound like the the main influence was the buzzcocks okay okay that was that was our ideal okay mm-hmm. but we were influenced by all kinds of modern things as well talking about rancid no not rancid <laughs> i think i think i think more Just like kidding. uh fugazi maybe or like uh-huh. um at the drive-in was we really liked yep, yep. god we've we've talked about at the drive-in on this podcast they were so fucking big yeah and then all the other bands after it sucked my problem with at the drive-in was always that i didn't really like the songs I just kind of like the idea of the band and the sound and the clothes, the attitude, stage presence, the hair. Yeah, yeah, all that kind of cool, cool stuff. And then because they were pretty cool, everything dudes. but the music. Was good. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shit I music. was like, I didn't like hate the music. It was just like I preferred the punk that I mm. that I you had been introduced to in high school, and that was like the really songy stuff, right? Ramones, Buzzcocks, mm. I don't know, magazine. Yeah. So I was like, uh, so that was what we were trying to do, write songs like that. You ever have your, you ever have a Morrissey phase? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I like all that stuff even today. I mean, he's a weirdo and stuff, sure. but I, I don't care. <laughs> same, yeah. I mean, same. it's like, I don't give a shit. Like, he's like, people are like, he's racist. It's like, so I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> like, I literally don't give a shit. Like, I actually, not, not that I'm like, I don't, I think it's good that he's a racist. Like, that sucks. Right. But, it doesn't make it doesn't ruin the music for me really at all, and um, it's like Kanye when they say Kanye put the red hat on. It's like he's interesting, you know. I find Kanye interesting, so I don't know. Would you rather just not have it? Yes, I would rather not have it. I don't think the Kanye music. Has, I do like a provocateur. I don't think Kanye's put out good music in ten years though. If the music is good, it's worth it. You know what I mean? But the music's not good to me. I guess I mean this. I don't want to talk about Kanye honestly because it's. That's kind of ridiculous, but that was last week. Yeah, and people also will talk about it more interesting ways than me. But I w- will say, like for me, it's like the whole process of trying to understand what the fuck's going on is more interesting than if it wasn't there. And my favorite yeah, yeah, Kanye album is Yeezy, and I ha- uh, Yeezus, and I hated it <laughs> when I first heard it. I was just like, this is awful. And then you know, it's how many? I just a lot of records that I really love um, started off 
as things that I just didn't get at all. Like um, Forever Changes by Love mm -hmm. is like one of my favorite albums ever. Yeah. But when I first heard it, I was just like, what? I don't get this because I was all into punk and I was just like, it's all acoustic and, you know, and then and then it's like, I was actually the you same listen way. to it again and you think, wait, what? And then it took me like four attempts to actually get it. And then when I got it, it I got it so hard that it like changed my whole perspective on music. So, and I honestly, it, it's not really, I mean, I, I suppose Jesus is kind of like that where it's just kind of like, I didn't get it at first. So if you don't get it at first, that's really interesting. And also these days, everybody thinks they get everything straight away and they don't. And it sucks. I, you're, you're right. I'm a, I definitely do that. I, <laughs> I, if I don't, if I listen to something, I'm totally guilty of that. If I listen to something once and I don't like it, I just don't listen to it again. Just because it's yeah. easier that way, Chris. Well, why would you? There, there's no time. But sometimes you get, you see somebody that you respect say, mm -hmm. this is genius or whatever. And you're like, what? That thing that, I, that sucked. And then you go <laughs> back to it. And sometimes you kind of like, you have a, a rethinking of it and sometimes you don't sure but i mean the way that i make music is like i'm not trying to get you on the first listen at all that's like if i was mm -hmm. to if i was sitting if it was a video game and i was adjusting like you know how when you make a character in an rpg and you get to choose like sure. intelligence mm -hmm. strength or whatever you know speed agility yeah i would i would be taking all my points off of wow factor mm -hmm. <laughs> and putting them all into the attempt <laughs> to like all of that stuff that's supposed to grab you in the first listen i'm taking all of that out like i i don't give a fuck like i don't care are you are you saying you're doing that on per are you doing that on purpose yeah. or are you saying it's that's a mission how it works for you like i think right. that's the thing that makes me different from other other musicians is that i'm it's my mission to to almost challenge you to not get it at first and i'm putting but and but i'm taking all of that i'm not just doing that as a troll like i'm taking that and i'm putting all that effort into trying to make it so that it sounds as good 10 years from now as it as it does now that's the thing that not enough people are considering but then that's how you get those real you know fans that you care about you're you're saying like hey i'm going to lead you down this long winding path and most people are going to give up but it'll be worth it at the end if you trust me kind of thing. And then that's a record that you'll, you'll play for the rest of your life unless you failed. I mean, as long as I can feed my kids, then that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's not a really dumb, like, Oh no, I got, I have to make it have longevity. He's like, <laughs> dad, I need shoes. Are you saying kind of like, if you wanted to write a song for Rihanna, you could do that, but you're choosing not to do that because that doesn't interest you. He's saying he wouldn't do that because Tame Impala already did. Well, that, you know, that's a good point. <laughs> it's like that. If, if you would get to actually look at the because i think like tame impala is like the leader of the genre that i'm in mm -hmm. and i feel like i'm not the same at all as that because of this because of that factor of like that that whole like like yeah wow factor thing is like but i've never i've never been trying to do that like i've always been I've always been different in that way. So, I, what I'm saying is, I don't know if people like set out to write those songs or if that's what naturally comes to them. You think that artists on in there trying to grab your attention on the first listen? You're wrong. Oh, it's I think not, a lot of them. Not, no, I think a lot of them are, but I think the best ones aren't. Yeah, I guess so. It depends on on how you look at it. Because I think that in the pop world, because I've been in a few rooms, yeah, watching the way that other people do it, and I think ideally, at the most exciting level. It's the idea of like accidentally doing something amazing mm -hmm. is the goal, you know? And again, that's the opposite of what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to do really much 
at all by accident, <laughs> but I have been trying to. Um, well, if you if you believe that Jesus is in the room with you, it's no accident, brother. Exactly, you're good. Yeah, but Jesus is always in the room, so it's, I don't really mind. He's here now. Amen, brother. He's strumming in the corner. We just can't pick it up. <laughs> but yeah, you 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 want to have that that magical moment where you're just like, oh wait, is this a thing that we just did? And then. You know, you you wake up and listen to it the next day, and it still sounds good. And you say, "By golly, I think we've got a hit on our hands, boys." It's like being—it's like drugs, where you're chasing this thing. It's like a really hard to hard to mm-hmm. find high, where you're chasing this thing. Where if you hit on it, it makes you feel better than anything. Yep. And but then the thing that happens is if I if I do stumble onto something like that, I spend all this time like washing all of the <laughs> washing out. Yeah. All of the um, incidental stuff. I'm not saying that my way is right and everybody else is wrong. I'm saying that this is what is, makes me. What do you, What do you mean you wash out the incidental stuff? I thought you were going to say like, like you, you find the perfect snare and then you EQ it for ten hours and ruin it. No, because I don't do that. <laughs> okay, good. Because okay, I I don't overwork things because I've spent a lot of time like trying to develop my ability to work on things a lot without going too far. But it's just different. It's just the way I do it versus the way other people do it. Are you writing alone most of the time? Um, most of the time. You know, like it's been a process of trying to get more people involved over time. Because I don't really want to be um, by myself. Because it sucks to win alone. All right, my co-host would disagree. <laughs> Every The more people you win with, that's another person that's got to get a cut though, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. Well, I, well that's... Well, yeah, so you have to <laughs> not care about money. Yeah, but it's like if you if you went alone, then it's like who are you who's who are you cheersing with? It's like you can sit alone and be like, Yeah, me. Yeah, you wanna you wanna celebrate the wins with your with your loved ones that got you there. Et cetera, yeah. But but a lot of people in your position they don't they're not trying to just win alone, but like their creative process, their writing process, whatever it may be, they just can't do it with other people you know like it just fucks up yeah. the flow well i have that problem as well which is why i put mm-hmm. effort into trying to undo that enough to to work with people but i still you know when i collaborate it's like with my brother mm-hmm. or with my friend that's been in a band with me for 10 years it, it is hard for me to collaborate because it's hard for me to be spontaneous with other people around because i am trying to you know that whole thing of bouncing energy off other people is sometimes hard for me because i want to be sure about what I'm doing. I want to know that what I'm doing I think is good and that's all I care about. I think we should take that approach to this podcast, Jason. No, I, th- I think I'm good. Just talk to yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, Jason's been dragging me down for years. I think you just gave me the push I need, Ruben. Uh, well, a lot of us have grown during quarantine. Well, I, I'm speaking of alone riding, you know, how are you dealing with alone time just at home, personal life? Are you the, the kind of guy who needs a lot of solitude to stay re- recharged or or not so much uh yeah i'm um i need to be by myself or with people that are really close how many kids you got i have two how old are they uh my son is 12 and my daughter is going to turn 11 um okay, so these are next like week. these are like getting towards adulthood these are big kids yeah yeah and they they're funny and you can hang out with them and they're not gonna <laughs> narc out narc you out to your wife or anything <laughs> probably not actually but yeah it's, uh they're just like they're, yeah they're not like uh just dependents they're like 
human beings that are fully mm-hmm. operational. Now, they can so. they can offer you interesting insights on the world and and tell you things that you didn't already know. Yeah, and that's the that's the game plan. Is that eventually like the more I the more out of touch I get, the more they'll remind me like you know what words the what words the kids don't use anymore and stuff like that. That's nice. That's a good reason to have kids alone. I know it's a lot of extra work. I don't have any kids, so I have to kind of it's a full-time job knowing about all the cool words that people are saying and not saying. Yeah, cuz they can, they can just be like, "What did you say?" That is very humbling. Well, then you can just keep saying it, but you know that you're being a corny dad then rather than being completely right. clueless that you're a corny dad. It's like it's you, there's no nothing's going to stop the dad coming for you. Right. So you, it's just whether you're aware of it. Or whether not, you want to own it or not. Like, yeah, I'm going to say this bad word. Suck my dick, kids. Yeah. Deal yeah, with do, it. Do, do the kids still say say that? Do the kids still do that? And then you, and then, yeah, so I've been like, you know, transitioning to my mega dad phase. Uh, you know, like I'm a Reeboks guy now. You got Reeboks? Yeah, that's, that's what Are you I'm, mowing the lawn yourself? Are you doing, what are you, what are you doing no, jobs around the house? No, no okay. I, I'm, I'm pretty handy, I suppose. I know I'm, I'm kind of getting more into things like watches and cars and, uh, and more dad, dadly things. Are you copying, are you copying cars now too? What, what kind of, what's the whip game? Model three, model Y, what's going on, brother? I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of early, but I'm, I, what, what I've been interested in lately is uh, uh, old uh, Alfa Romeos, like uh, sure, sure. the 1750 GTV and stuff like that. Those kind of old mm-hmm. Alfa Romeo race cars, they look kind of corny. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not, they don't look like sports cars. So I know, it's just interesting, the history and stuff like that. It's a small car. You're going to fit in one of those? Well, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a little guy. I'm not, oh, a, I'm not a big guy. I'm not. I'm not tall or anything. Yeah, then you're good. Do you drop them off at school in the Escalade or the G wagon? Like, what are we? What's the daily driver? <laughs> well, they, they, they. Uh, oh, the daily driver. Well, I don't, I don't have yeah. a car at the moment, so I'm the grocery I'm kind of <laughs> looking at. I'm looking at what I'm. Gonna so you're get saying next. you're you're. Oh, so you're getting into cars, and by getting into cars, you mean getting your first car. Basically, yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna probably have to learn how to drive the car because I've never in New Zealand. Like, there's a massive boy racer culture. Uh-huh. I didn't like that at all. So I've kind of like gone to the point now where I'm just getting to the point where the era that I'm interested in in general, which is kind of like the second half of the 60s and the first half of the 70s, it's making me interested in like all kinds of things from that era. And I never had time for this stuff before. So, so, I, so the kind of car that I want to get is like, I'm going to have to learn how to drive mm-hmm. that car. It's not going to handle like your Subaru Ute back home. It's going right, to, right, it's going right. to require some, some in the, the British wiring, the, the French wiring. Yeah. It's all tough, you know? Yeah. And my, I, and my Very wife different. drives and stuff and she has a car, but I'm not going to talk about that because privacy. Sure, sure, sure. Of course. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Well, speaking yeah, of privacy, do you get a lot of stop and chats in, in Portland? No, you get spotted by fans. I was talking. Somebody was asking me about this the other day. I in I spent some time in Palm Springs, and uh, it happens a lot more there. I guess because Californians are just more more outgoing. Sure. No, I think you have a you have a big older gay listener. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of a lot of silver <laughs> teddy silver teddy bears at Trader Joe's pulling yeah, you over yeah, in, the, exactly. in the tequila aisle. 
<laughs> we can all agree the music is timeless, but I didn't know. I didn't know it was that timeless. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I make an older style music to attract an older style man. Childless gay men who are in the who are in their seventies mm-hmm. are always fawning over me. Dual income, no kids, plenty of money to spend on merch. I take advantage of that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's a string I don't mind plucking. I don't look a gift horse in the mouth. No, no, sir. What is your attraction to Palm Springs? Just that desert heat. Um, the, what do you? What What brought you there? Like, what do you like about it? Rental investment, maybe? I don't... I'm never going to be a landlord. That sucks. Oh, okay. So you're not like waves? Yeah, I do, I'm not interested in... in renting mm-hmm. houses to people yeah jason stop being stop being talking to him in broke voice jason he don't <laughs> rent bro i buy or i he sell just owns. that's it that's it baby he's buy or sell. no i mean i don't want to rent it out like i don't want to i don't want to be a landlord you don't want to deal with all that hassle and headache yeah and i also don't want to be that you don't want twitter to find out that you're a landlord either exactly yeah you don't yeah. want to go the way you, remember when you don't waves, want to get canceled uh, told everybody yeah, about yeah. his no we, we he was on the show a few weeks ago we, we talked man to, that was we, i was I, I was amazed that he did that i was just kind of like the thing is that that's a very i think blue collar attitude that he didn't really even think about it mm-hmm. but i think it was it was a funny way it was funny the way it, that played out people reacting to that is insane yeah yeah. Well, Palm Springs, you're just feeling the vibes, basically, is what you're saying. I mean, that's I'm a vibes person, mm-hmm. you know, as <laughs> as dorky as that is. I mean, it's just like I know myself. And so I'm not going to live anywhere for any particular reason other than like I walk around and I'm like, yeah, I like this place. <laughs> so that's that's really, yeah, Palm Springs. I, I, uh, we played Coachella um, this one time and I stayed for a while mm-hmm. in Palm Springs just as a I don't know, I just thought like, oh, maybe I'll stay for a while. And I got an Airbnb and then just the place that I was staying in was, was like perfect. It was just like the perfect set out layout and it was, and so I just thought like, oh, I wonder if I could like, what if I like bought a place that was like exactly like this place? And so I found a place that was like really, really similar and then just bought it. So then I was just kind of like in Palm Springs and I thought like, oh, I, this would be a nice place to get away from portland sometimes because it's like the opposite you know because mm-hmm. portland's just like rainy and dreary wet chilly yeah, it gets yeah and it's sort of like inspiring but also i've made records in a portland basement mm-hmm. for a long time now so it was kind of like the idea of like recording a few tracks and then jumping in the pool sounded really good but my plan was that i was going to do that with all my bandmates and that i was going to make this kind of band record rather than and quarantine like forced me back into the loner zone where i was having to do everything myself and and um i think i was okay with the with the outcome of it and and it was it worked out okay but it's really not where i want to be and it's like you were saying about the tame impala thing it's like that's what kevin does Mm -hmm. so you know i'm kind of like inspired to not do that and kind of (laughs) keep looking for a you know point of difference is that what you call it yeah a differentiator yeah and like trying to find what it is that you know makes us different from king gizzard and the lizard wizard and mm-hmm. heather and and all these other psychedelic bands because we are very different from all those other bands and so definitely so yeah and that so being stuck by myself wasn't the greatest thing but being stuck by myself in palm springs was kind of nice do you when you do better. that do you go out with the family or is it just daddy time i mean i can't work that's that's part of the reason is that i needed somewhere i needed to figure out a different place because when i was younger and my kids were little i could lock myself in the basement for like 12 hours and work mm-hmm. a lot and 
as they get bigger, it's just like they keep asking you for shit. My son's like really good at Apex Legends, and he and the and I set the gaming up down here, so he wants to get sweaty on Apex Legends, <laughs> and he wants to like I do um, start doing some boxing lessons with my son, and he wants to. He's like, Dad, come and hit the bag. So your 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 son keeps trying to hang out with you and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, and my yeah. daughter wants to go for walks, and you know they're they're human beings now. They're not sure. like little slugs that I have to feed and <laughs> and and come up with like just money for they they need. So if I want to work, then because mm-hmm. they don't also don't understand time. Like you need like ten hours right of working without even being bothered and it can't just be like are you done writing the album yet daddy and you're like no <laughs> yeah because three hours is so long to them it's just kind of like are you done working yet and it's like <laughs> i'm not even i haven't even started you don't understand my process yeah <laughs> so like daddy's gonna have to go to palm springs now <laughs> and then uh so i uh so i went to palm springs and then and then i was alone i could be alone for like a month or so you got the full you have the full stew set up in palm springs and in portland so you can do it all yeah i kind of have a i guess a almost like a mirror image you know same gear like you got all the all the fuzz pedals and everything down there they probably sound better in palm springs too they it's such a different thing it's like um i write these i've been writing like way more upbeat songs which is i think what i need to be doing right now because i was because i'm a sad girl Mm -hmm. and like you are um, when it's like, um, when it comes to this time, we're in like this ultimate sad girl time. So I just, it, I don't really want to write a bunch of depression anthems during this time. Cause I don't know, it'd probably be good for my bank account or something, but it just doesn't feel like <laughs> spiritually the right move. It's, it feels like what people need is like something to like lift them up. So I've been trying to do that. You go down to Palm Springs and you call up some guy from queens of the stone age or something and you start making some high octane some scorpion blood style rock and roll music <laughs> well we yeah. me and my brother actually it's funny you say that because me and my brother did start doing that when before quarantine hit and and cody was cody's my brother mm-hmm. he plays the drums and shout out cody um it is really it, you really it really does want to make you do that like Right, riffs. Yeah, you're just drinking tequila and lime juice and going Yeah. And I'm a tequila gotcha. lime person anyway, so Okay. Yeah. Are okay. you smo- are you smoking hella grass or are you just No, my twisted? brother my brother smokes like more than anyone I've ever seen. He's on his chim he's on his little chimney shit, like Yeah, puffing? he doesn't stop. It's like actually pretty bad. Talking about Cody Khalifa. Yeah. <laughs> It's probably I've never met with Khalifa, but I think it's he's got a, he has a legitimate drug problem. Yeah, I think it's it, to me it's just like yeah. oh you're a drug addict. So, <laughs> but, um, he's like yeah, bro. Well, he's just been doing like, this for a while. Yeah, kind of like, Have you ever tried stopping? Because he started when he was thirteen, and I used to smoke with him. I was fifteen then, and he smoked every day, pretty much. Almost like unbroken. I mean, it's a Hawaiian thing too. Like my mom smoked all the way through my childhood and stuff too. I mean, it's normal there. They don't like it's not a it's not a it's not a narcotic in Hawaii. It's just yeah. like it's like chewing gum. Just like yeah, it's like chewing gum. Um, so he's been smoking since he was thirteen, and because everybody around me is smoking, my uncle smokes, and everybody in my Hawaiian side smokes. It's just like I've never been interested in it really at all. I mean, I smoke you know plenty as much as anyone else but i just don't really like mm-hmm. it so no i'm not <laughs> more of a cigarette guy 
more of a cigarette guy for sure. There we go. I like um I like tobacco. Do you think it's made him do you think it's made him a better drummer and a stupider person or do you think it's <laughs> the uh, other way you're, around? You're bringing in the um the stupid to drummer ratio. Um, I would never do that. I would never. I'm not talking about bass players. I'm talking about a drummer. Whoa, Don't do slow that. Down, slow down, slow down, slow down. <laughs> I it's really hard to imagine what Cody would have been like if he'd not smoked weed nonstop. <laughs> Sure. Um, it's it's kind of part of his whole thing, but he's he's not he's totally not a yeah dude kind of guy. <laughs> he's not that. He's more like right. wi- he's more wired and like paranoid and oh, so it 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 should help him like calm down. Got it. Got it. I think so. I think he, I think he medicates himself by um, keeping himself iry or whatever. <laughs> he's trying to tamp down the thing that I prefer to amp up where, by drinking lots of caffeine or doing whatever mm-hmm. like i like uppers and he he wants to keep it under control and i'm like it's <laughs> it's like <laughs> poor little gasoline <laughs> okay so have you been have you been turning up during quarantine a little bit more than <laughs> yeah it sounds like you have yeah it sounds I like i mean you, you get bored okay <laughs> for sure Hey man, I'm not your mom or dad. You can be cool with me, brother. It's all good. Yeah, you can yeah, be my honest. My mom and dad us. do more drugs. Have done more drugs than I'll ever do. So I can't. I have nobody. Nobody's. Nobody's like watching me, or you know, there's no. There's no babysitter. They're calling you a pussy, and you're like, I thought I was partying pretty hard, guys. And like, yeah, because oh. they're like in the seventies, <laughs> we used to do that in an mm-hmm. afternoon or whatever. The, the grass wasn't as strong. Yeah, the mortgage was a yeah, little bit cheaper. I don't cheaper. think my parents. I don't think my parents. Don't I don't think they like thinking about me, you know, doing a lot of cocaine. You know, I don't think they love to think about what that parent does. I don't think they did it. No, no. I mean, well, my parents you know, don't like to think of me doing drugs, but but they know they've heard the music. They know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, they're like, it'd be weird if he wasn't doing drugs. Some pretty heady shit. I don't think I would need to. I don't think you need to make take drugs to do heady shit. I think there's a lot of. I think it's just like probably it would be weird to take a little bit of drugs and make really hitting music i think that's a little strange but i i think the idea of somebody that like never does drugs mm-hmm. you know do you remember that comic asterix no comic you mean like comic book comic book yeah oh comic book no i don't yeah oh, it's like, like comic strip. book and it's from belgium i think okay and it's called asterix the goal or whatever and it's like there's a character in that Aster- they take this magic potion and they fight the romans in the comic book mm, or whatever. Okay. And then um, I can't believe you guys haven't heard of this. We're not huge comic. We're not really into side. comics, especially the Belgian. Well, it's not stuff. even a comic thing. It's like a, it's like some, I guess it's just an American. It's like, thing it's like mythology at this point. No, it's just like a really, really famous, like um, it's really f- similar to um, like Lord of the Rings. No, no. It's like um, Babar. Who's that guy? He's like a, a guy that runs around and solves crimes and stuff like that. It's like a comic Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> anyway, Dick Tracy. Let's let's. I'll, it'll come. It'll come to me. But um, anyway, there's a character in it called Obelix. Mm-hmm. He fell in the pot of potion when he was a baby, and now he can't have any more because he's just permanently strong all the time. Okay. So that some people are oh. like that. Oh. That was a really roundabout. I see way. what you're saying. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? It's like some people are so weird that they that drugs can only make them more normal. No, I think the phrase is I I don't do drugs. I am drugs. Yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So if it, so if you know. Like Frank Zappa is a good example. He never did drugs. This shit's so weird. Oh yeah, he never did drugs. I'm all set on Frank. He's an anti-drug. He was an anti-drugs guy. He wouldn't let his band do drugs. It's like right, right. it's weird. He's just a natural freak. What a narc. <laughs> he is. It is kind of coppish, but it's still yeah. You know, that's weird. It's weird for a rock star to be kind of like 
that you know it's unusual yeah there's always those band guys who take it really seriously and like you know we can't you know we we have to be a hundred percent every time you know that's just weird though because i feel like i can't like i have to have a cocktail of things to be the best version of myself on stage like i can't mm-hmm. like I, I feel like if, if i was sober on stage um that would be a little i feel uh, this is a really unhealthy thing to probably put out into the world but it's just true well, i'm with you that i'm like i feel like it would be ripping off the audience if i was out there like thinking too much because if i'm in the right state of mind then then i'm performing better your body does the performing not your mind yeah that kind of thing yeah if you have if you have three marlboro lights and two monster energies you're just in the fucking zone and yeah. you're just going to give the people their ticket their ticket it's price. like it's like playing darts it's like playing billiards it's like you stand next to somebody who's smoking a menthol cigarette mm-hmm. and then you walk through a really loud room and then you're like i've got it i'm ready <laughs> so, so how many like do you crying. have like a do you have like a pre-show ritual ritual of like i need to get this amount like i need to drink one shot of casamigos half of a corona light and a, you know like is there a th- you just kind of like get a good yeah, buzz going much better booze than that okay okay 1940 okay <laughs> do not do that you snob okay, okay. I'm, I'm i'm in my 40s i'm allowed to be a fucking dad now i don't give a okay, shit Okay, what are we sipping dad sounds like our new friend ruben must have gotten that 818 tequila influencer package from kendall jenner is what it so sounds like good, to me. so the good stuff is what you're saying true i mean I, I, corona's fine i don't drink corona i like really mm. nice beer as well well you do like, live in portland are you an ipa daddy no i don't like ipas i, I like belgian beers mm-hmm. a lot and i like german beer a lot but sure. um the craft thing i don't know I mean, craft beer is okay i guess sometimes it has its moments you're my kind of snob i don't i'm sober and i still like your snobbery i'm the same way if a, you know if a drug dealer used to offer me he's got three grades of cocaine i'm definitely paying for the nicest one even though it's all a scam <laughs> well i think it's i think it's also about uh yeah i think if a coke dealer is offering you three grades of cocaine then it's probably a scam <laughs> if they're offering you one grade 100 percent, it's good you know uh, but anyway so like if it's like uh <laughs> If you're going to, you know, I think it's whether you think you're killing yourself or whether you're fooling yourself into thinking that you're going to live forever. If you know you're killing yourself, kill yourself with style, you know? Ruben, we're birds of a feather. Now we're talking. Yeah, don't, you know, do the thing that's going to hurt you. Enjoy it. Feel no remorse. I feel like you'll end up living longer that way versus regretting every quesadilla that you eat. Yeah every drink you have life's too short so that so if that makes me a snob then i don't i don't i really think i am a snob because i think i'm kind of the opposite of a snob but i like nice it things. ain't tricking if you got it i like good music what kind of tequila what what, yeah. kind, what kind of tequila are you sipping on i like oasis too okay <laughs> so what kind of what kind of no i mean i like kind of i mean tequila is not i'm more snobby about beer actually tequila is one of those things it's like coffee some things i'm not like i just admit that i'm not i don't have you don't have the palate for it i don't have the palate for it like wine it all tastes the same to me. Mm-hmm. Tequila, I like coffee. Basically, I love all of it. It's, it doesn't. I don't have to have my special like beans or whatever. I can kind of. Mm-hmm. I can appreciate good coffee, but then I have, I have a shitty coffee. I'm like, yeah, this is good. And then um, and tequila is like that too. So I actually anything that's like you know decent that doesn't have a plastic. We always used to say on the rider, we've always had a thing that says, especially in Europe. Mm. We'll we'll take any tequila that doesn't have a plastic sombrero on the top. 
Yeah, it's a pretty good. <laughs> it's it's nice, like that's, sounds funny, but yeah, it is actually a pretty good, especially in Europe. Like in Europe, they're just kind of like, yeah, this is tequila, right? And it's just like, no, it's in not Europe, really they're tequila. like, okay, what's tequila? Yeah, yeah. How was it the first time you came to America and saw the cocaine prices? I didn't really. Um, the first time I ever saw tequila was backstage in Australia <laughs> um, when we were hanging out with. Uh, I, I can't. I probably shouldn't say who. And then they were doing. No, cocaine, no, you can. You can. And say we it's were fine. like, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, not for cop reasons, just for life mm-hmm. ruining reasons. Bro code. Bro code. I'm just kidding. Bro code. Um, and then um, sorry, Chris doesn't know, have a lot of festivals. And we were experience. like, oh, because we're from New Zealand, and mm-hmm. nobody really knows what New Zealand is. But New Zealand is just like the New Zealand people are just really naive. That's one thing I think. Mm-hmm. And really cynical, like we act cynical because we're naive. And so like we kind of were in a corner going like, what are they doing cocaine? It's like, like it wasn't real. Like, cause you can't get it in New Zealand really. Well, I guess I was asking because everyone I know from Australia, when they come to America and they see the cocaine prices, they're like, holy shit. So you're saying you, you're like, oh, I saw cocaine. Yeah. It's like free in America. compared well, to the Australia should have thought to get there government agencies to sell it and then it would be cheaper <laughs> oh this guy so you're a conspiracy theorist i like that we're all right ruben walk eye. me through some of your some of the subreddits that you're on well, let it's me not, see no, I don't, what, what, are the, what message boards? it's real it's what what's the conspiracy is it a conspiracy no, 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 theory no, no, no. at this point no i agree i agree it is obviously who did real. 9-11 ruben who did 9-11 just answer the question who did 9-11 bush or al-qaeda no bush <laughs> well not al-qaeda uh, no uh, both they both did it Bush did 9-11 for sure with a little help from his friends Al-Qaeda. Yeah. But but also, it's a lot easier to flatten those two towers when the earth itself is flat. Do you agree with that, brother man? Great. <laughs> okay, sure. And the moon is, the moon's not real. Great and my, point, Jason. And my tequila I've never thought of choice, about it, Ivan <laughs> Oh, now we're talking. Yeah. I'm I'm deworming as we pod, so I'm I'm with you <laughs> on that. Worms. I mean, I was itching my ass <laughs> yeah, for the first half of this conversation. That's why it sounded so bad. That's why I've been saying so many fucked up things. <laughs> That's just the worm talking, oh, baby. Shit. Yeah. Is there a re- when's the record coming out? I don't know what a record is going to be at this point because I've been because when you're touring and then you're recording, it's like everything you record becomes the next album kind of thing. But I've just been experimenting the whole time and writing a bunch of stuff. So I have all this, all this stuff ready to go. So I don't really know what I'm doing. And also um, the world, especially the touring world and the record releasing world is in such turmoil. I'm not really sure exactly what I'm, what I'm responding to, you know, cause I don't mm. really, um, mm. I do everything <laughs> by vibes. <laughs> so, you're more of a vibes moment, guy. Vibes I remember that so from earlier. That I'm just kind of like I don't get a feeling for what I'm for what I'm supposed to do. How's your relationship with your manager? You sound like a tough guy to deal with. Um, I think we are very. Do you um at least as a joke understand anything about horoscopes? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know the theory of it of a few what what signs are what? Like I don't believe in it, but it still is kind of interesting but he's a he's a virgo and i'm a pisces so we're like the opposite we're both virgos okay so and we're kind of opposites and because we're opposites of each other we sort of like bounce out the yin to your yang it's i'm not saying it's because of horoscopes i'm just saying that it's a good way of explaining what's going on so yes, he's, yes. he's very different from me and i'm very flaky compared to him and stuff but 
we kind of get the job done between he between he's us. really good at cleaning up the messes that you make and vice versa it's true i think i'm he good likes at, it what am i good at i don't know i <laughs> you're good at making music ruben don't worry i, I think i think yeah, i think bro, what i do music. i think what i do in my relationship with my manager is i help him break out of tax bracket his his routine you keep him from being stagnant in this i think this a little life. bit yeah yeah and it, it or not keep him from being stagnant because I'm sure he'd be fine without me. But I I think that's what makes it interesting. That's why that's what makes our friendship financially. Think. Financially, he might not be so fine. Yeah, he's we we have fun. He could, I mean, if I was left to my own devices, I'd probably be dead by now, honestly. <laughs> so it is okay. good. I need I do, I do <laughs> like to kind of have people around me that kind of go like, hey, come back from. <laughs> hey, you should that. stay alive. You should yeah. stay, we got to have you alive. Yeah. Not because I like you as a person, because I'm getting ten percent of this all yeah. this shit. So, <laughs> yeah, things are going pretty good right now. But it's good. It's good that you um, that you, you have the ability to kind of take time and decide when you want to tour, when you want to put out music, when when the music that you make is is leaning more on the timeless side than the you know the poppy whatever side. Like it has to come out now, or else this wave is going to be over. Like, yeah, we value know. that a lot. That's like our whole thing. It's like we want our life to be it might even get better with time yeah oh for sure i mean it's yeah tom's great it's just like it we work because we we figured out a good a good um formula between you know the bandmates and everything like that um and we stayed out of the major label world which i think was was a good choice because i think um that for a while there right before um quarantine had i started thinking like well i don't know maybe i'm maybe i could signed to a major i don't know and then as quarantine went on and i thought about it a lot more i was just like no i couldn't do that i was dealing with more we we were dealing more and more with with major labels and we just we didn't uh didn't enjoy it so we were just kind of like no this is we actually have it like we have every, all the settings right you know i just make the music and i put out whatever i want and i make a living and everybody's chill but hard working mm-hmm. it's like and everybody gets along because everybody's kind of figuring out that they get enough and stuff. So it's been really good that way. And I really feel like the world's the problem. If the world, it's the world's. The world is a problem. Of course. Not Spotify. Yeah. Well, Spotify's fine. I'm, I'm actually, I really don't get it. Do you guys have any insight? I mean, people must be getting like really not enough money or something. <laughs> we make a lot. We, we make a lot of money off this podcast. <laughs> we have no issues. Thank you to our friends at Spotify. We, we can too nice to Spotify now. We have to go in the other direction. <laughs> Let's pull it back, Chris. Pull it back. Dial it back. Obviously, you made a lot of money I'm up sorry, until, you know, the 2000s or whatever. And things had to change. But like like you said before, like it's it's either that or full piracy and nothing, you know, it's already bad enough. Like you have to, you know, you're only making money off of hoodie sales. Yeah. And, I, you know, I got so used to living broke that now I feel like I never ever feel like I'm wanting for anything now because I'm just kind of like, oh, there's enough money to do that. So fuck it. But also we're not Americans, <laughs> so we don't judge ourselves by every, all the stuff we Objects? have. Oh well, you you should move then because you're not fitting in. Well, I don't know. Yeah, America we, wasn't always not every American runs this shit like that. So I agree. I agree. There's a, there's a couple of us cool Americans still left. <laughs> I mean, Are there? I'm 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 looking for them. I'm not I'm you, surrounded Chris. by all my stuff. I'm surrounded by all the stuff I buy to make myself feel better, and it feels well. It is kind of like that, right? Isn't it? I'm surrounded by vibes. Yeah, hundred percent. It's like what else can you do but buy stuff right now? It's kind of sucks, but it's also kind of like calming. To be like, maybe I'll 
Now, these shoes look cool. Maybe they'll make me happy for like two days. It's like <laughs> what everybody thinks is bad about capitalism, but just like really way too obvious and in your face. Well, I mean, you know, the Rolex says they're going to be an investment in your future. So you know, <laughs> yeah, not sure. everything, not everything yeah. is just useless spending. They hold their value. Yeah, you're rocking the Audemars right now, but your son's going to get that one day and he's going to be thankful that you gave him the bus down AP. Audemars. It's going to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that. He's yeah, the the offshore. That's going to be uh, not going to be his. Uh, it's not going to be his um, jam. I don't think my son's going to be all the G shocks. Get him off the G shocks now. <laughs> get him off the G shocks now. Get him a the get Wayne him a ladies Rolex for his small wrists, and then he'll you know then he'll be able to uh, yeah. take dads when he gets a little older. Twenty six, thirty one, something like that. Yeah, you save money exactly. I'm always thinking about the bottom line. That's kind of my <laughs> thing here. Yeah, just keep buying Rolexes until your business manager texts you, and then that's when you know it's time to stop. Exactly, yeah. All right, Ruben. Well, thank you so much for having a chat with us. I hope you enjoyed this fun podcast. Yeah, this, uh, I've been listening to the podcast lately. It's really fun. <laughs> I didn't actually know. Did oh, you guys, great. Can I ask you a question? This might not be on the on, in the actual podcast, but... Um, of course. Uh, did you sign to Jag Jaguar? Yeah. <laughs> So what what does that mean? Oh, that's right, Ruben. We're label mates. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, hey, don't worry but, about that. Because okay? you're the first. That's the first. I mean, I've never heard of a podcast signing to a label at all. Is this the first? It is the first. It's called yeah, groundbreaking. It is, is what it is. It's called yeah. earth shattering news. Well, okay. We're recording. We've we've recorded a double CD that is going to be released this fall. Okay. Okay. So you're putting a record out. Well, it's it's not going to be music. It's basically kind of like us. Um, like we we kind of chose a playlist of music from the archives over the last you know what is it 25 years 25 years so it's like it's a sort of commemorate the 25th anniversary we picked out a bunch of our favorite songs and then we talk about it and there's like interviews with some other people and like anecdotes from you know other people and label mates and stuff like that if you want to actually ruben if you want to do us a, if, if you want to do us a favor and give us a drop right now that would be great just say hey it's it's you know, Ruben from Unknown Mortal Orchestra, and you're listening to How Long Gone. You know, feel it's just like the radio. You've done this before. Hi, this is Ruben from Unknown Mortal Orchestra, and you're listening to How Long Gone. Oh, yeah, that's good. I believe in magic. Why? Because it is so quick. I don't need power when I'm hypnotized. Looking What are you seeing? I see. How do you feel? I feel. 